Welcome to the Feel Good in Body, Mind and Soul show. I'm your host, Isa Welly. I'm a registered nutritional therapist and a well-being coach, and I'm here to bring you tips, tools, and conversations around nutrition, well-being, mindset, to help you feel good in body, mind, and soul. Hey, 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 welcome back to my podcast, Isa Wally here. Today we are talking about postpartum. I just wanted to do an episode and share my journey so far. Um, I am right now at the time of recording, I am 14 weeks, I believe, or 14 going on 15 weeks postpartum, so past the fourth trimester. And um, I just wanted to share my journey so far, like things I wasn't expecting, things I didn't know. And it's just been such an incredible, um, a magical yet challenging journey. Um, so many things I didn't understand. And I think you only really get it when you're in the situation. Uh, but so far, so good. So let's dive into it. So before I talk about the postpartum, I just want to talk also about the actually birth process and my mindset going into birth. So I have a pretty good, I had a pretty good pregnancy. I didn't have any complication of some sort, but I was, I had moments that um, I felt really low and I wasn't sure if it was normal. Eventually my midwife was like, yeah, it's normal. You know, I was like, oh, I never heard about like prenatal depression or I know my hormones are out of whack, but I cried a lot during pregnancy not every day, but I'll have like once every six weeks, I'll have a two, three days where I just feel so low, like just cry, just feel so sad and, and just for no reasons. And I just eventually realized it really was my hormones, but any little thing will turn into such a drama. And I was like, wow, like this is so not me. So I had to really be patient with myself and, and, and just let it pass. And then obviously there's also the all the other things I think when you're pregnant, I mean, for me personally, it was such, um, it's a big event in anybody's life. And I think you start thinking about your relationship with your mom, with your parents, how are you going to be as a person? There's so much anxiety and fear and, and, you know, you just don't know. It's such an unknown territory. You're thinking, what is going to happen? Can I do this? You know, and for me, it was a lot like, can I actually be a mom? it's different wanting to be a mom, (laughs) the idea of it, but can I be a mom? Can I be a good mom? Um, Can I raise another human being to be a decent human being, you know? Um, So, so, so many questions. Do I know how to love unconditionally? And that was one, another big one, because I thought to myself, who do I actually love unconditionally? Like, honestly and truly, truly. Because, you know, your parents wind you up. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. And I guess I love my parents unconditionally. But still, I think having a child is like completely different. So there was a lot of fears for me. But when it comes to the actual birth process, I was very excited. Like, I was I was geared up for it. I was like, bring it on. This is going to be an exciting challenge. I was so excited to experience that to experience bringing someone into birth vaginally. Um, I really wanted to have a vaginal birth, but I wasn't close to anything else. It wasn't like, oh my God, if this doesn't work, this is it. No, it was like, oh my God, it'll be so exciting. I'm just so excited. Wow, like my body, like I was just excited and just 
thrilled about it. And, you know, the physical aspects, the whole growing a human, the whole thing I thought was crazy. And I still think it's like, when I look at my daughter, I'm like, you came out of me? Really? Wow. God, thank you. Wow. You know, really, that's how I felt. So unfortunately, I didn't have a vaginal birth. I lose, I lost my water. My water broke. And then I had zero contraction for about 36 hours. Then I had to go into hospital, get antibiotics. And from there, I couldn't be in the midwife-led center anymore, the natural birth center. So I had to be on the second floor um, of my hospital, which was led by doctors. Then they did a sweep, still no contraction. And then the time was going and eventually I was like, do you know what? I don't want to have a chemical induction. That was me, my personal choice. It's been a while having no contraction and I just know how these things go. I know my body and more importantly, I was dilated one centimeter. Like nothing was shifting, nothing which for me is also a way of like, maybe my daughter just wasn't ready to come, but unfortunately, once you lose your water, you can't just like sit there and wait. <laughs> so anyway, C-section it was, had a C-section. Um, it went well, the hospital, coming out of the C-section is pretty hardcore because you're coming out of the medication and one of the meds they use is opioids based. So literally I was shaking, vomiting, That that's hard. That part wasn't the fun part for sure. And I just couldn't enjoy my daughter. I was just in so much, I was drugged up. Like I just, I knew I had given birth and everything feels so surreal. So it took me that whole day after the C-section, she gave birth until 5 p.m. So I think I gave birth around 10 a.m. At 5 p.m., I, the drugs have left my body and I was like, oh my God, she's here. I'm a mom. This is insane. Like that's when it started all kicking in. The pain started kicking in as well. I was under a lot of um, pain medication. So that part for the C-section, like being so drugged up that you just can't really enjoy the whole thing. That was, that was a bit, a bit, that's a bit crap, but it didn't, it didn't affect me that much. And then um, I stayed at hospital for a couple of days. You, you know, you do the whole thing where they come and check in, make sure everything is fine. And then we got home and that's when shit happened. <laughs> that's when shit got real. <laughs> because obviously at hospital, you have the hospital bed. You know, you have the whole thing. You're super supported. The nurses, they come and check on you all the time. But then we got home. It was just me, my husband. My husband, we're actually not married. We're engaged three years engaged <laughs> the longest engagement ever has it been three years yet i think it's gonna be three years we've been engaged in january you know or two years i'm not sure but anyway we're engaged two or three years but we're not married um so it was just him me and my daughter and my pain it was so painful oh my god i was like what is this so I was taking just ibuprofen and paracetamol. I think they offered morphine. Did they offer it? Or did you say if, if it hurts more? I can't remember. It's all a bit blurred. But I declined just because I was breastfeeding. And even though they said it was fine, I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I'm okay. Uh, but physically, I wasn't. Now, I'm not judging anybody that wants to do that. It's completely fine. You know, each to their own. But for me, I was like, I think I'm going to try to go through this without and it was hard it was very very hard it was very painful i had to take a lot of paracetamol and ibuprofen 
So I did that. Um, I had to take them for about two weeks, but I have to say I stopped after a week because my body just wasn't coping well. My body wasn't coping with that. I had to also take injections for because you have a it's such a major surgery. I just my body wasn't coping well and I, I stopped everything at my own risk. Again, I'm sharing this with you guys candidly and honestly. I don't want to lie to you. There's no point of lying. Uh, but my body, I could tell my body was not coping, not coping under so much medication. I actually wasn't healing. The pain was just getting worse. And I thought, you know what? Trust your body. You know your body. Come off all of these. Let's go. And that's when I started, I sort of retook power of my own body in a way. And I went straight away onto, you know, high doses of turmeric and things like that to help ease the inflammation, the pain, really focus on my diet. Um, bear in mind that the first week, the pain is so bad that I barely left my bed. Like I have a vision and I think I wrote this in my newsletter I remember I was going to go to the bathroom, I think two, three days, two days after, two days after we came back or the day after, I can't remember. And I was in so much pain and I was literally was half crying, half laughing, crawling <laughs> on the floor thinking, I need to poo. How the F am I going to do this? Because I'm in so much pain. Eventually I managed to poo, but because they tell you you're going to get constipated and I was like, not under my watch. I will do anything, everything, eat all the things, the flaxseed, the chia seed. And I wasn't that constipated. It was just like for a day. Uh, and by the way, quick plug in, my course on how to reduce constipation is on now. So I'll li- put the link below in the show notes. It's a great course. These are the things I do myself all the time and it works. But anyway, back to, <laughs> back to our topic of the day. Um, And I remember crawling on the floor thinking, wow, this shit is real. Like this postpartum business is no joke, especially after C-section. Listen, (laughs) this is no jokes, but listen, it is what it is. Um, It was painful, but as we say, we grow through the pain and day after day felt better. I walked more. I started walking. After a week, I felt much better. After two weeks, I was back on my feet doing things. But it took a good three to four weeks before I started lifting anything and do you know what I mean? Doing the most. But by two weeks, the pain has gone down a hell of a lot. So that was the physical side of things. And as soon as I could, I think after a week or 10 days, I really focused on my nutrition a lot and on supplements and turmeric, vitamin C, turmeric, vitamin C, collagen, um, were my three main things. I also did, um, I also saw an homeopath that was after two weeks. So she gave me Arnica. She gave me a, a little mix. I only took it for a week because for some reason, you know, homeopathy, like pills, they're really teeny tiny. And I think it's completely mental. And this might sound stupid, but I was like, is this shit working? And I just, I don't know, for some reason I wasn't really on it. I don't know. And it's very unlike me. When I do something, I really go for it. But that I would say homeopathy pills, I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, and I took it for a week and I kept forgetting and, and it melts under your mouth. And I was like, <laughs> is this thing working? So I have to admit, I just tried for a week and I stopped. But when it comes to my other supplements and food, I was really, really on it. So turmeric, I took as a, I blended it with ginger and took a shot every day. 
um, and then I did vitamin D, I did vitamin C as well, and collagen, all these things that really support skin production, skin healing, I went in, and low inflammatory diets, that was great. Unfortunately, within, after two to three weeks, I started experiencing candida, and I talk about candida in this podcast, I've actually recorded that episode today, but I don't know which one will be out first, but um, I basically experienced candida again because I had antibiotics, so I really had to watch what I was eating, and that was hard. That was really hard because you want a lot of carbs and sugar, I think, postpartum, especially when you're breastfeeding, and I just couldn't have that. That was just making the things worse, so I had to come off sugar for a bit and, and heavy carbs, and really focus on a low inflammatory, low carbs diet was hard and until things got better and now I'm better and I did a lot of probiotics for that. But I talk about all of that in another episode on Candida. So that's the things I really focused on during postpartum, um, the nutrition, the low inflammatory diet, and then eventually the healthy fats as well to support my mental health because while I found that mentally and emotionally, uh, postpartum was way easier for me than pregnancy. I cried a lot during pregnancy. I was always like, oh my God, I feel sad. I think postpartum, these first three months, I was such on a high. Every time I look at my daughter, I'm so like in awe of her, of this creation of God, of the whole process. I'm so excited. I'm so in love with her that it's sort of overtaking my hormonal imbalance in a way whatever is going in my body is going on in my body. Um, so maybe I'm not feeling those hormone shifts as such, but I've been okay. I've had moments where I find it, I was a little sad, but it was more like overwhelm of, you know, when your baby's crying, you don't know what to do those first few times, or you're just simply tired. Actually, yesterday I had a tear because we went to Paris for a week. We came back from Paris and she basically has been out of her own bed and out of her regular routine. And it's been a hard two days coming back. I cried. I actually cried because I was like, I'm tired. Like, I need you to stop crying. <laughs> I was tired. We were just both crying. And then it was fine, you know. So those tears, I've probably had them like three, four times so far. The tears of fatigue, of like overwhelm, of like, oh my God, I want my mom as well to like come and hug me. Um, but I guess it's part of the process, right? Um, so, yeah. So it was definitely easier right now the postpartum hormonal it was emotionally was easier so but i still did healthy fats and i take um omega-3 which also supports your mental health and um, everything else so i did all of that now in terms of sleep obviously i have very little sleep i have broken sleep even though she's now a little bit sleeping longer stretch at night four hours, sometimes five, it's still broken. It's still nothing like I used to have. But again, it's one of those things I don't feel as tired as people say, you're going to be so tired. I am tired, but the fatigue comes more from the learning to feed a human, the fear, the anxiety that comes with raising a newborn and making sure you're doing the things properly because essentially you got to keep them alive, right? And so that's what makes me tired more than not sleeping enough, if that makes sense. Um... But again, I try to eat the best I can because I also know that if my diet is good, 
it can contrabalance the lack of sleep a little bit. You know, it can help with everything else. Um, another thing that I've experienced postpartum, it's very personal, but it's one of the reasons why I'm doing, <laughs> I'm actually doing this episode is that I, it's actually something I've experienced towards the end of my pregnancy, month seven, eight, I would start feeling like that was missing my mom, like re, like revisiting and sort of going back through my relationship with my parents and how it is and and especially with my mom as I was about to become a mother and as I became a mother and and realizing how much I miss my mom and I was like wow so my mom is alive she lives in Paris but she's unwell so she's emotionally unavailable she has I can't say it in English I don't really know the word in English it's not Alzheimer but it's something similar and she's at the beginning so even though her memory is pretty good so far, she might flip and switch in between things. And emotionally, she's just not available emotionally and mentally. And sometimes I might ask her something, she might remember, she might not, she might answer differently. And it's something I've accepted because my mom has been unwell for a few years now. So I really wasn't, I, I wasn't expected this to come and hit me in the face. Like I really had a tough moments, especially the first two months of uh, my baby girl Olivia being here like just thinking god I would love to ask this my mom talk to my mom and be with my mom or have my mom and I just thought wow it's a new grief I think I'm grieving again you know I'm grieving not being able to speak to my mom in that sense she's still here and we went to visit her last week and it was amazing but still there's something and it's just it's been really hard and I really had to take the time to process it and I'm still processing it and I know that it's been hard because there have been a couple of times where I had maybe transferred my feelings onto other people perhaps my my partner's parents because they're very present and what that was doing was just showing me that my I didn't have mine you know and it's just been so hard it's just it's very interesting <laughs> because I sit down and I'm passionate about all these things like my self-development and psychology and all these things we go through as human because this is life you know this is it this is life and I'm like wow and I'm really grateful that I've been able to kind of sit back and see what was a little bit because I still have I need time you know it's still happening I've been able to see that, wow, when I miss my mom and seeing other parents being there for their daughters and their father and their sons and my partner's parents being here was triggering me. It was triggering me. Like I was like, I want my mom now. <laughs> and it's been making me sad, but not sad, sad for me, right? So it's been very, very interesting because that was so unexpected and I will say that was that so far has been one of the biggest challenge for me as a new mom was to realize that I was still grieving not having my parents close by in the same city not being able to ask them certain things my parents are also much older and both are quite unwell um I've seen both with my daughter and they love her and it's been amazing but is that thing and I was like well I would have never thought that you would have told me that when I was pregnant I would have never thought that it's something like just no like oh okay but yeah I guess that's life we don't know we we just we're discovering ourselves and I'm discovering myself and and that's that's the exciting and the scary part is like okay <laughs> what's ahead of me you know as a mom as a human 
but um, I guess it's part of the growth. So that's something I wanted to share with you. I'm still processing. I'm still learning to accept things as they are and having this, grieving this and, and also enjoying my parents as I have them now and not having expectations. My friend, Keely, she's the therapist. She was like, you know what? Try not to have any expectations and just enjoy them. And, and because they are still here. Right. And I think it's a, it's a great way to see things. Um, what else do I wanted to share with you? I think, um, another thing for me, I'm also learning right now as we, I'm coming out of the fourth trimester of the baby moon is now going back to work and realizing, okay, nothing is like before, right? I need to sort out the, the nanny and make sure I get the right support and realizing that I can't just get up and go to a party or something, something, an influencer gig or anything without either taking my daughter or sorting out some help, some help, sorry, or some support. Um, so that also, that's challenging. That's accepting, okay, life is different. And that's what I say with, it's great. Like, there's the idea of, oh, I want to have a child and having the actual child. And I think it's <laughs> very different, but I'm just, I'm just so happy. Um, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to have her. I feel grateful. I feel so blessed. She's such a beauty. She's a calm baby so far. <laughs> Let's see if she turns into her mom later and goes a little bit wild. But so far, she's very much like her dad. She's very calm, smiley. She's fed. She's loved. She's happy, you know, like, um, but um, yeah, sorry, I'm losing my train of thoughts. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's what's ahead uh, for me, um, as a mom, because so far it's just been so intense, so magical, so challenging. God is challenging. So challenging at times, uh, not knowing what to do, the anxiety, staying calm. And yes, this is what I was going to say was for me, I really have to work on not controlling because I'm very controlling, you know, like I'm very organized because of my work, because of what I do. And as a person as well, um, but it's letting go of that control and understanding that this new life is different, is uh, full of surprises. As if you're a parent listening to this, you're probably thinking, oh, yes, girl, there's so much more to come. You know, it's full of surprises. And I think I just need to to accept it and go with the flow with certain things and know that it's not the end of the world. As long as she's happy, she's healthy. We are all happy. We're all healthy. We'll figure things out. Everything is figureoutable, says Marie Folio. And I could I couldn't agree more. It's and it's true. So that's it. I think um I think I've covered everything. I'm just quickly looking at my notes. Um yeah, I've covered everything. I just wanted to share this with you and record this episode while I was just coming out of the three months right away right now. I probably will share it in February of March. I can't remember my calendar uh, in my podcast episode, but um but yeah. Thank you so much for being here. It's, I feel like this episode was a little bit all over the place, but I didn't want to script it because, hey, life is not scripted. <laughs> so much love for you. Don't forget, please, please, please to go on the Apple podcast and leave me a review. I really need it to grow this podcast and bring it to more people, to inspire more people, to live a, a healthier, a more joyful life. So, merci beaucoup, bisous, bisous, and I'll see you in the next episode.